This is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV for Friday, the 13th of October, 2023. I'm Derek Gilbert. It's our Friday Five. There are five big stories of the week. And of course, topic number five, well, all of them pretty much deal with what's going on in Israel. Israel at war this week after the sneak attack by Hamas last Saturday morning, October 6th. 50 years plus one day after the start of the Yom Kippur War back in 1973. Israel formed a wartime or emergency cabinet for uh, the duration of the war. This will uh, consist of three members, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, and the chairman of the National Unity Party, that's Benny Gantz. In addition, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Gadi Eisenkot, former IDF Chief of Staff, and Minister Ron Dermer serve as observers in this war management cabinet. They did hold a spot open for another opposition party leader, Yair Lapid. He has decided not to join the wartime cabinet here. Um, We will see uh, what will come of this. It appears that a ground war in Gaza is imminent. Now, we've seen some pushback here from uh, Christian brothers and sisters who are saying that all of this is a PSYOP, that the media lies, we can't trust the media. Remember back in Iraq, the weapons of mass destruction. Remember the stories from Kuwait City of babies being ripped from incubators and dashed against the wall and how that all turned out to be a lie. That is true. That is true. But there's a significant difference between what happened in 1991 and what's happening now, 32 years later. Number one, video phones. They are everywhere. And in fact, Hamas terrorists were gleefully posting the videos videos of the carnage that they created to uh, telegram channels and other uh, social media sites. Uh, corroborating the accounts coming out of Gaza and the community's border in Gaza is much easier than it was back in 1991, where the stories of the babies in Kuwait City came from a congressional testimony, a congressional hearing with testimony by a young Kuwaiti girl, 15-year-old, who claimed she saw it. It turned out later she was the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador to the United States and that her uh, testimony was essentially scripted by a public relations firm in Washington, D.C. We learned that later. Here's... Here's the thing. Yes, we understand the media doesn't always tell the truth. They establish a narrative and try to maintain it for the deep state. Got that. Also remember that the best lies contain an element of truth. So if you believe nothing from the corporate media, you are just as likely to be deceived as people who believe everything from the corporate media. Your task is to exercise discernment and pick out the chunks of truth from the soup of lies around it in order to figure out what is going on. And the question is, who benefits from all of this? We'll get to that in just a minute. Topic number four, the possibility that Hamas was too successful. Uh, This, according to uh, an exiled leader of the group in Lebanon, in an interview with Russia Today, RT, um, he said that they've been planning this for two years. Of course, Wall Street Journal, as we told you earlier this week, reporting that it was done in conjunction with and the approval of the rulers in Iran. They, uh, according to this gentleman, Ali Baraka, and I use that term loosely here, uh, he said that um, the organization Hamas intentionally projected a rational image to the rest of the world to give them cover for the terror attack that they planned for the last two years. Again, they were aiming for the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. Muslim, violent Muslim groups like to use those anniversary dates. Uh, It's a spiritual thing. Uh, Anyway, uh, to keep it from Israeli intelligence, according to Baraka, uh, only a limited number of uh, Hamas leaders knew it was even coming. But, he says, he and his fellow leaders never expected the success 
in their eyes that they achieved. More than 1,200 Israeli dead at this point, mostly civilians, including children. And yes, the accounts of the beheaded children in Kvar Aza, the kibbutz, has been confirmed by independent media sources. Look, when BBC, which is typically pro-Palestinian, is confirming the account, you might want to consider that the story doesn't fit your preferred narrative. It's horrific, but this is ultimately a spiritual war that is unfolding in Israel. Um, It's not to say that everything Israel or the Israeli government does is absolutely correct. We do not worship at the altar of the geopolitical state of Israel, but the fact remains that uh, there are things happening there that can only be explained in terms of the spiritual war for control of God's Mount of Assembly, that is Jerusalem. Anyway, uh, according to Baraka, they thought they might be able to get away with two or three abductees, and with two or three abductees, they could negotiate with the state of Israel, which has historically been willing to give up far more in terms of Palestinian uh, captives uh, or prisoners to get one or two Israelis back. But um, according to Baraka, with two abductees, they could negotiate with Israel for permission to build a seaport, which, of course, they want because that bypasses then Israeli checks on uh, potential arms shipments coming in and so forth. Uh, permission to build a seaport, freedom for hundreds of prisoners held in Israeli jails with more than 100 abductees. They face the entire Israeli army inside Gaza, end quote. Now, he may be right about that. And maybe he's saying these things publicly to say, hey, look, we didn't intend for this to happen. These guys were operating without orders. That is possible, too. Just remember the Islamic principle of taqiyya, which is allowed under the law, under Sharia, which basically means lie to the infidels. Topic number three, Iran, Russia, China. Who benefits? Well, uh, for Russia and China, it's a major distraction for the United States and for the West. Suddenly, Ukraine and Taiwan are on the back burner. They're no longer top of mind as we are now sending a carrier group into the eastern Mediterranean to bolster Israel, just to dissuade Hezbollah in the north, the Syrian army to the northeast, and other uh, Arab nations in the region from uh, participating in what's going on in Israel. For Iran's part, it prevents normalization of relations between Israel and Iran's main rival, which is the Sunni power, Saudi Arabia. Sunnis, Shias, hate each other about as much as they hate Christians, Jews, Hindus, Buddhists, and everyone else. Um, So the enemy of my enemy is my friend, being the principal here. Uh, Iran, the main Shia power in the world, willing to partner with the Sunni terrorist group Hamas, because Hamas saw, uh, saw itself losing support among the Arab states of the Gulf, the Persian Gulf, as they began normalizing relations, started with the Abraham Accords under President Trump with Israel. This drives a wedge between Israel and its Arab neighbors because uh, for the benefit of uh, their constituents, the ruling parties, the ruling uh, castes, the royal families in the Arab neighbors of uh, Israel cannot publicly support what's going on in Israel. Saudi Arabia has already publicly stated they've ended negotiations on normalization. Now, bear in mind that all of this took place just a month after the Biden administration freed up $6 billion in frozen Iranian assets Uh, Also, they've relaxed sanctions on oil sales. As you can see, the amount of oil exported by Iran has um, increased by a factor of about seven over the past year. Biden administration no longer enforcing sanctions on oil exports and China. Happy to take anything that Iran is willing to sell. So Iran is now flush with cash. This is uh, about a million and a half barrels per day that Iran is now exporting. Uh, And remember, 
This didn't get a lot of coverage in the mainstream media, but it should. Biden's special envoy to Iran, Rob Malley, who was negotiating to try to uh, resurrect the nuclear deal that uh, Barack Obama had um, agreed to back in 2015, he was placed on leave earlier this year for mishandling classified information. Look, when your main negotiator with Iran is mishandling classified information, you got a problem. This is a deeper story than I have time to go into here, but uh, former special advisor on Iran to the State Department under President Trump, Gabriel Nerona, reported months ago, and we told you about it here, that Mali and his negotiating team were basically giving away the store to Iran. According to Nerona, quote, they pers- purposefully funneled billions of dollars to Iran through lack of sanctions enforcement and provision of sanctions relief that has given them somewhere between $50 billion and $80 billion over the last two and a half years, end quote. Forget the $6 billion, it's more like $80 billion. And that's why Iran is taking the opportunity to strike at Israel now. Topic number two, Friday the 13th. I pray that by the time you see this, nothing will have happened. But Khalid Mashal, a founding member of Hamas, gave a speech Wednesday asking Muslims around the world to essentially take jihad to the rest of the planet on Friday the 13th. Um, especially in Muslim countries and among the Muslim diaspora around the world. Uh, So Muslim communities here in the United States, uh, notably in uh, Michigan, for example, Hamtramck, uh, Dearborn, Dearborn Heights, places like that. Um, He called it the Friday of Al-Aqsa flood and said it would send a message of rage to Zionists and to America. There are Muslim communities all over the United States, a church that Sharon and I belonged to for a while in St. Louis, a small independent Baptist church, is now it's now a mosque. This is not uncommon. Um, so I, again, I pray that by the time you see this, uh, nothing will have happened. But bear in mind with the millions that have crossed our southern border without any real screening process, the possibility exists that sleeper cells are here in these United States. Coming up, uh, we'll end the week on a bit of a high note. Some good news that came out of the stories from Israel this past week. Beware of Jewish grandmothers. That's next on the Friday Five. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to make sure you know how you can get your copy of this incredible new book in the Before Genesis Master Collection. When you order the Before Genesis Master Collection from the skywatchtvstore.com, you'll receive the brand new book, Before Genesis, the Unauthorized History of Tohu, Bohu, and the Chaos Dragon in the Land Before Time by Dr. Thomas Horn and Donna Howell. In this phenomenal new work, you'll learn about the debate raging between the old Earth and the young Earth creationist groups, what the Earth was like during the without form and void era of Genesis 1-2, how ancient archaeological sites like Gobekli Tepe and the Doorway of the Serpent point to an intelligent race of beings on Earth alive before the time of Adam and under Lucifer's fallen influence. And for the first time ever, the conclusion to the events of Genesis that merges all contributing voices from not only the young and old creationist groups, but the scientific community as well into one balanced and agreeable climax. But that's not all. You'll also receive the amazing DVD, What Lies Beneath, The Lost Secrets of the Watchers Below Gobekli Tepe, featuring archaeologist and author Dr. Aaron Judkins and best-selling author Derek Gilbert as they reveal Gobekli Tepe's historical use as a place of watchers' worship, the evidence of a cult that venerated human skulls and reptilian creators, and the links between the god of Gobekli Tepe and the Bible. 
Also included in this must-have master collection are the digital, downloadable ebook versions of the Earth's earliest ages, Unearthing the Lost World of the Cloud Eaters, and the Apocrypha, including the Book of Enoch. These three masterpiece works will be available for download immediately when you place your order for the Before Genesis Master Collection and are being included in this offer absolutely free. All of these items hold a retail value of over $85. Yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. So don't delay. You can scan the QR code on your screen using the camera app on your phone for instant access to this special opportunity. You can also visit us at skywatchtvstore.com or call 1-844-750-4985 and ask for the Before Genesis Master Collection right now. Item number one today, uh, this woman is legend. Rachel um, Edry, E-D-R-I. She and her husband fled on the morning of October 7th, that was uh, this past Sunday morning, fled to a uh, bomb shelter in their home community, Ofakim, returned back to their home to find five Hamas terrorists waiting for them inside with a rocket launcher, grenades, and AK-47s. They threatened the couple. One of the men held a grenade to her head. Now, it turns out that uh, Mrs. Edry uh, speaks Arabic. And so, um, thinking quickly, recognizing that her son, who are both local police officers, would be checking on them, she very calmly began to stall for time by asking if they were hungry. And of course, it makes common sense. I mean, if you're hungry, you're more likely to be irritable and perhaps do something foolish. Um, so, she began feeding these five terrorists, holding her and her husband hostage. This woman is in her 70s now. Um, And for the next 20 hours, 20 hours, kept them fed, baked them a meal, gave them canned pineapple. Oh, your blood sugar looks low. Let me me, uh, fix that for you. Treated and bandaged one uh, one of the men who had an injury in his hand managed to signal her son through the kitchen window, holding her hand to her face to indicate five men in the house. When the uh, counterterrorism unit entered through the roof, they found the terrorists inside the kitchen eating cookies, and they were neutralized. Put her right up there with Yael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, who uh, took out General Sisera, leader of the Canaanite army destroyed by Barak and Deborah, it's, uh, yeah, don't, don't mess with, with Jewish grandmothers. During the month of October, our thank you for your gift of any amount, for your support, is the book Ebenezer. This is a novel by Donna Howell, a brilliant writer that picks up the story of Ebenezer Scrooge after Christmas. How was his life changed? I mean, the story ends on a high note. He's uh, given Bob Cratchit a raise. He's brought the biggest... Uh, goose in all of London for the Christmas meal, but what happened next? That's where the story picks up. We'll send you a copy if you're in the U.S. or Canada for your gift of any amount during October. Find out more at our website, skywatchtv.com. Look for the red Donate button. You can also donate through uh, uh, skywatchtvstore.com or by calling us toll-free, 844-750-4985. This week on Skywatch TV, our six-week special investigative series, Before Genesis, continues. We talk about what happened before 
the creation of Adam and Eve in the garden. Um, I was honored to be on the panel along with Donna Howell, Tom Horn, and the Skywatch investigative team. You can find our broadcast schedule posted online if you watch over the air, skywatchtv.com slash channels. You can watch the program right now at our website, skywatchtv.com. All of our video content is there. It's also at our YouTube, or rather Roku and Apple TV channels. If you've got a set-top box, make sure you've got the Skywatch TV channel there. The YouTube channel for the main program, all of our content there, or the main show anyway, that's at Skywatch TV now. Rumble channel, rumble.com slash Skywatch TV, or better yet, get our free app for your smartphone or tablet. All of our video content, an audio Bible with multiple translations, calendar of upcoming events, up news updates three times a week, and more, all in the palm of your hand, whether it's iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle Fire phone or tablet. You'll find the link to the App Store right for your device at skywatchtv.com. Look for the link in the top menu bar. Thank you for watching as we keep watch and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I'm Derek Gilbert. This is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV.